Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Shoreline Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about business and entrepreneurship here in Northern Ohio. My name is Jared. And I am Ben. And we run two companies here in Northern Ohio. Uh, we run one company called One Up Creative. Uh, that specializes in wedding photography and videography. And we run another company uh, called Shoreline Media, which uh, does graphic design and branding for local businesses. We are recording from the comfort of my car today because we're trying out different setups with every episode to figure out what works. And uh, we thought this might be a good idea because of the uh, audio qualities of being inside of a vehicle. We're finding out it's very hot inside of a vehicle. Uh, yep. It's 50 degrees outside, but it's quite warm in here because the sun's just baking the black interior. So it is quite warm. All right. So today's topic, what we're going to talk about, is something that's going to be kind of a strange conversation, I think. Um, but hopefully it'll be a really fruitful conversation. And hopefully it'll be something that, that causes some growth. Um for us. So Ben, what I wanted to do before we started this conversation is uh, obviously I told you already most of this is going to be uh, focused on me asking you questions yes. for this situation. Uh, so I didn't ask you to write down any notes for this one. Nope. Uh, this is all me. Um, I can shut my laptop then. Don't yes. So the only thing that I'm asking you for this episode uh, is for you to be completely honest and you know just don't, don't try to like BS your way around anything uh, because the whole point of this conversation we're going to have is about honesty and uh, hopefully to help me grow as a business owner. So uh, we're going to start off by first saying a few things that might sound weird, uh, but hopefully it leads into some more um, fruitful stuff. Uh, so, uh, if you're if you're all down for that, then we'll dig into this. Let's do it. Anyway, okay. So what we talked about in our last episode was uh, we talked about where our business goals were, where we wanted to get as a company. Uh, and you know, basically, what we had come through as a company was that eventually, you know, we'd like to get to a point to where you're able to drop your other job and like do this full time and same for me like I would love to drop this and or drop my engineering thing and do this full time and even further than that would love to get to a point to where like we have 10 or so people working here at Shoreline and one up mm -hmm. um, which would obviously leave you in a position where you know you're you're taking on a lot more people uh, under your wing as well as I'm taking a lot more under mine. Um, so what I basically wanted to talk about was uh, this concept that uh, currently here at 1UP, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And as the business owner, obviously that's my responsibility. Uh, so I'd say probably, for being realistic, 95% of the work that we do here at One Up is work that I do, uh, and obviously you are very involved, and I don't want to downplay your involvement. 
uh, because the stuff you help out on is the stuff where we definitely need the most help. But then there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on here at 1UP uh, that you're not involved in. And, and Ryan, to the same extent, uh, I think to a lesser extent than you, is not involved in. And so I say that because, uh, you know, I work, basically I work 80 hours a week. I work 40 hours at my full-time job, and then I come home, and most of the most weeks I'm working even, you know, another 40 hours mm -hmm. doing stuff at 1UP. And so we look at this whole projection that we talked about in the last episode of you know, trying to build the business to be bigger. And we reach a certain point to where, as me doing 95% of the work, it just doesn't scale any further. You can only grow to a certain point before I just can't take any more on. And I realize, like, I realize I've hit that level now that we have 10 weddings in our books for this year, which doesn't even feel like a lot to a lot of people, but to us, that's a lot. Uh, and we Especially devote, now already, we can we can also book a lot more, too. So like <clears throat> having this whole where we got ten weddings and on top of all the other stuff we're doing at one up, it's just it's a lot of work, and I spend a lot of time working on stuff for one up, and I realize that it's just it's not feasible for me to continue to do all of this stuff on my own. Um, it's obviously something we've we've tapped on a little bit. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit last week, and that's what I want to dive into this week. Is basically, you know, uh, since I am doing ninety five percent of the work, uh, I I want to get to a point to where it's not that way because it's just not going to be feasible for us to grow if I'm the only one doing it. And we're not going to be able to get to a point to where we can reach 10 people if we don't, if as a group, there aren't more people pitching in a good percentage of work mm -hmm. of the total work that goes on at 1UP Creative. So um, basically what I want to uh, do is kind of attack this issue. Um, and we'll start kind of in a place where we talked about last week, like you talked about, uh, I shouldn't say last week, we did not, last episode, um, we talked about, you said like, you don't particularly like editing. Yes. And it's a hard thing for you to do because you're more of a hands-on kind of guy and you like to be out in the field and like involved in like <coughs> that kind of work. Yes. It's hard, honestly, for me to sit down at a desk and just work on something for a few hours. I mean, I can do that yeah. with a game <laughs> easily, but like yeah. video editing, I don't know. It's just something yeah. that gets to my head to a point that I'm just like, I want to really make this good, but then I don't want to mess it up. And then I don't want to also, I just, I just don't really, uh, it's not appealing to me. Right. Uh, Ryan likes doing it. Ryan likes doing it. There's people who like doing stuff like that, and there's people who don't, and I'm one of yeah. those people who don't. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the reason I bring that one up is that's something that I also share to a fair extent with you, is that there are certain times when I'm editing that I, I love it, and I, I love it, but 90% of the time that I spend editing, 
I just don't care for it at all. Yeah, and when I do edit, it uh, mostly, it takes a lot of motivation for me to start doing it. That's why I have a lot of videos on my computer right now that still aren't done. Right. So that's, that's, that's where we, I want to dive in first. And I'm glad you said the word motivation. Um, because, because where I'm going with this <clears throat> is that obviously if we want you to take on a bigger responsibility here at uh, what we're doing at 1UP and Shoreline, uh, obviously we, it's, it cannot possibly be just the stuff that you like doing. You know, yeah. we'd obviously like to maximize the amount of stuff that you like versus the amount of stuff that you dislike and find people who like, like, like if Ryan likes editing, obviously we would want to bring him in doing more editing than you're doing, but it's inevitable for any of us at the level we're at to escape any of those things because they have to be done. And so when I look at things like. You know, obviously I'm doing, I'm doing so much of this work and I have to do the editing and all that stuff as well. Uh, you know, if, if we're trying to get to a point to where these responsibilities are more equally shared, it means you're going to have to take on more editing. You know, even though you don't necessarily like it, at least for the foreseeable future until we get to a point to where we can have somebody that does that instead... You know, we have to share those responsibilities because, you know, if you're doing all the, the filming and then I'm doing all the editing, then as the owner of the company, I'm spending all my time editing when I also still have to run the company. So it's like we can't scale any further because I'm spending all my time doing other tasks that aren't company running related and the taxes and like all the business parts of the business. So... Uh, basically where I'm headed is, you know, I'd like to talk about like, you know, it's hard for you to get motivated to do those kinds of tasks. Uh, but there are tasks that need to be done. So how can we, uh, I don't want to say how can we, because it's not, it's my responsibility as a business owner to motivate the people around me and the people doing work in the company um, so that they want to do it. Mm -hmm. So how can I, as a business owner, help to motivate you to want to do more stuff? Even if it's stuff that isn't necessarily your favorite thing to do in the whole company. How can I help bring you along and motivate you to be a bigger part of that? Like if editing. Yeah, like editing. Um. And not even necessarily just editing. I think editing is a point where we can start this conversation. Um, editing is probably the thing I dislike the most. The other things, though, like, I'm more than happy to do. But, like, editing, I don't know. It's just something I really... Hmm. I don't, honestly don't know what gets my motivation going for it. So, when I think about stuff like this, like... There's a whole bunch of stuff that has to be done around the... I, I, you think about stuff like this. Like, if we have an office, say we have a toilet. Somebody's got to clean the toilet. And who's that going to be? I'm not saying it has to be you. And it could very well be me. But it's going to be somebody of the 10 people that are working at 1UP Creative and Shoreline. 
it's going to be one of their responsibilities to make sure the toilet gets cleaned. And it's like a job that none of us want to do. But because we care for the company and we know it has to be done, we do it for the betterment of the company. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just one of those things like, I know obviously you don't enjoy it and to a lot of the time I don't enjoy it that much, but it is something that we have to do. And I, I want to kind of put you in a position to where, you know, even though there's other things you rather would be doing, you're, you, you'll sit down and you'll put the effort in anyway because, you know, it's working towards the goal to where you won't have to do it eventually. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just want to find, I want to dig a little deeper and try to find that motivation for you so that I, as the owner of this company, can supply it to you and and help make put you in a position to where you want to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't want to be a slave driver that's just making you do stuff just because you have to. And I don't want to put you in a point to where money is your only motivation to do it. You know, obviously, I would love to pay you a nice salary and and for you to be paid very well to do all this work. But obviously, right now, that's not our case. Like, we're not paid super well we make a little bit of money but we're not paid super well so you know at least early on like this it's there's not going to be a whole lot of money into it so we kind of have to find um a way for me to motivate you that does not revolve around money and then the money will hopefully come in the future but for now we have to find something outside of that and hopefully, because, you know, money is not the ultimate source of happiness in life, this outside motivation will ultimately be the thing that makes you happy with it. And then the money thing will just kind of be the, the icing on top when you actually do get paid decent money for it. Yeah. So I just want to, that's, that's what I want to talk about. And again, editing is kind of the a good place to start because it's the thing you dislike the most um but uh there's also stuff like we had talked about for a bit like putting in like five hours of work a week on just stuff for the company and you know i don't want to sound like i'm trying to attack you or anything you know it's not the goal the goal is to have a productive conversation but uh, I mean, obviously, that's not like the five hours a week thing hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened the first week, and then after that, it kind of fell off. So let's start there. Let's let's start diving into like if I asked you to put in five hours of work a week, even if it wasn't editing, like on anything related to the company. Um, why? Why did it like it worked the first week and you were able to do it, and then the second week it just kind of fell to the wayside? Why do you think that happened? Well, first week, um, let's see, what video even was that? That was that that was your G five video, I think. My G five video. I don't know. The the direct motivation was basically me 
going through a bunch of files on my hard drives and reorganizing mm-hmm. and moving stuff around. And I was like, I gotta do these. You have to. So get I done. I got one started, and then I was like, I I just gotta, I just gotta, I just gotta do it. So basically, I kind of forced myself to go sit down and do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I hate doing. Force myself to do stuff, but sometimes. He had a sock in front of his oh, mouth. Yeah, I kind of I forced myself to do stuff, but like, yeah. I mean, um, then the second week, I totally lost that motivation for it. Um, right. I don't know what caused it. I just kind of didn't. Plus, like now, it's kind of harder now. Also, you know, I got school and homework yeah. and band and now work and um, now I have band after school too because of pit practice for the orchestra for orchestra for mm-hmm. the um for the musical and then other stuff and yeah so like i get i get that and 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 that's why i want to tread so carefully in this conversation because i don't want it to be like this whole comparison thing and like but like at the same time i also i work three jobs mm-hmm you know, I work full time. I also do graphic design part time, and then I come home and do all the stuff that we do here. Yeah. Um, so obviously, I I know what it's like to be busy. Is what I'm saying. I'm and kind of a different person. I'm I'm kind of like more towards not really how my brother was, but my brother liked to do some things, and then he'd like to have a. A period of time in the day where he is chill right. and do something. Yeah, I, uh, I've kind of elongated that time to when <laughs> I, just, I get home from school and I'm just like, I want to take a nap, and they yeah, kind of know yeah. I, I'm nap till whenever, and then yeah, and I I get that. Like obviously, you know, I don't want to suck up all of your time. Like I want you to have free time and have a life, but at the same time, you know there has to be at some point some division of more responsibility and and you know even even on a a week where you may want to have that time you know there may be a point where you say okay i gotta get this done and there might be a sacrifice involved there so i like that you bring that up like you you kind of know you know the reason why you do what you do and so I think I think the conversation we can have is like, how do we find that balance? And I think the five hours thing was a good idea to start, but obviously didn't work. So, you know, with with the whole like you got band going on now, you also are working, you're going to school. Like, what do you think would be a possible and reasonable step for you to take? Obviously, for you, like you said, the, the way it worked the first week was that you knew you, it just had to get done. Mm-hmm. Right. It was the oldest video. Yeah. In my stuff. Well, except Florida. Florida one, I honestly don't really want to work on. Yeah. That's, that one's a lot. That's a lot of footage I got to go through. Plus, it's a little too old now. It's not super relevant anymore. No, it's not. Um. So then, so then going forward. If we take what worked in week one, and then week two is stopped, how could we continue that kind of motivation, and how can I help with that whole thing? 
because I've tried, like, I guess, because coming from my experience working with your brother, I was very, I tried to take a very forward approach and pushing harder. And then as time has gone on, I've, I've pulled back a lot. I don't want to be a super pushy person because obviously I want you guys to have some freedom and I don't want to be like a micromanaging kind of guy. Yeah, that's one like, thing I don't he, wanna, really, he really didn't like. Yeah, like I don't want to continue to be a guy who's asking you every day if you got crap done because mm-hmm. I think that's just annoying and that's what makes people annoyed with you. So it's not the route I want to go. So, um, I want to find a way that, you know, I can motivate you to do stuff without micromanaging, you know? Yes. I want, I want you to be in a position to where, you know, you, you come in and just like week one, you know, it has to be done. So you get it done because you just know it has to be done. Mm Mm-hmm. And even though there might be aspects of it that you don't particularly enjoy, you know, it's got to, you got to get done because Plus, you, a lot of the time I also kind of forget about it. If I knew, if I started to remember, I got the stuff to do, mm-hmm. I can get to it. One thing I could help myself to do. I mean, yeah, I know we have a sauna, but since I have a newer, all, all this other stuff, I mean, I kind of. I always forget about Asana, so what I could do is actually start putting Google Reminds on my phone and have it remind me at a certain Well, you, time. Can, you can sync Asana to Google Calendar. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then it'll tell you, like, your tasks. Okay. The, the point is with Asana, and I think I've told you this before, I've told, because <clears throat> I talk about Asana a lot mm-hmm. to other people because it's a product I believe in, I heavily use it. But Asana is, it's a task managing app for if you don't know. And it lets you manage tasks and assign tasks in small teams and stuff. And the thing about Asana or any task managing app is that it only works if you force yourself to use it. Because task managing as a service or task managing in general is like imagine if you keep a grocery list, you know, a grocery list will only help you if you take the time to write a grocery list. And that's going to take time. Like, you have to say, I'm going to take five minutes and figure out what I need at the grocery store. That's one thing we do at my house is that we, um... I'm opening the door of the car because it is getting very very warm in here. Okay, but anyway, we, uh... Usually, once we run out of something, or once we think about it, we have a note. Um, we always have a notepad, um, uh, um, you know, magnetized to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And once we think of something we need, at the time, go down there, write it on the paper. Mm-hmm. So then, when they go, when my parents go shopping, they get it. Yeah. And um, we don't just sit down and say, okay, we need this and need this and need this. Because then at that point, you're probably going to tend to forget some mm-hmm. things. Cause, so as you go, like in our house, as we go throughout the week of once we run out of this, all right, let's write it down. Or right. once you think of something, yeah. write it down. So, okay. So uh, I'll draw from my experience a little bit. Because obviously I, I use Asana 
And as a team, I think it's a useful tool, but I don't want to, you know, I, I use it mostly for myself and then I try to get you guys to use it. But if it doesn't work completely for you and you want to kind of only partially use it, that's fine. You know, I'm open to you having your own system if it works for you. Um, but I'll draw from my own experience here. What I do with Asana is uh, I keep it open on my computer at work all the time. Like all eight hours of the day I have it open and then I keep it on my computer at home open all the time. Every Monday I have a task in Asana called Clean Asana. And it's basically a, a task that I check off after every Monday. I'll go through all of my lists of Asana and I'll just update everything for the week. If I didn't finish something from the week before, I'll reschedule the date. I'll schedule all the new tasks that I have to get done that week. I'll go through and update some stuff that maybe I got some more information from a client for something that's coming up and I'll go schedule that. Um, and that's something I do every single Monday. Mm -hmm. That way, uh, it's always up to date and I'm forcing myself to use it. And then I keep it open on my computer all the time because when it's not open is when I'll have, I'll think of something that I need to get done and then I won't write it down. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'll forget about it. So I have to keep it open all the time because then it's readily available to me at any time of the day to write a note. Because if I don't have it ready to go, then I won't write write whatever it is I needed to do down, and then I'm not going to remember it. And that's what works for me. And so it's kind of like what you're talking about with the refrigerator thing. Like, you know, you have like you guys. If you think of something you need, you go downstairs and write it down right then, because you're not going to remember if you let it go 15 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're not up within the next five minutes to go down there, write, write it down. You're just going to forget it. And so I think, I think mindfulness is a big part of if, if forgetting is what you're talking about. Forgetfulness is like the issue. That is basically one of the main parts of my issue is I forget to do things. Yeah. That's my main thing is basically you'd say like one time we're G chatting and you'd say, all right, well, then you'd work on this and whatever, and I'll be like, all right, yeah, I'll definitely work on it. Next thing I know, the next day, I, I don't because I totally forget to do it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a mind problem there. I mean, it's, that's not, like, it's something I completely understand because, um, and that's why I use Asana so heavily is because I'm naturally that type of person. You'd forget? And, yeah. And I used to not be... But I, I used to be a very disorganized person who just had a good mind and completely relied, relied on my brain for everything. But now I have to be so much the opposite direction and I have to be so list-oriented and organized for everything because mm. I've just got so much going on and I cannot possibly handle it. So that's why I push so hard for other people to do it because I know how much it's helped me. And it's one of those things like you have to, as, as you get older, you kind of have to force yourself to do it. Um, use Asana stuff like that or just not necessarily Asana in particular it's my favorite tool to use but you have to organize your time in some fashion mm -hmm. you know you have to set tasks lists and keep track of what you got going that week and every day figure out what you're doing that day yeah because otherwise you're going to forget and then like your time disappears 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, um, and we'll talk. We'll we'll be talking about money a whole lot more. I I listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey, um, who he's he's a money guy. Talks a lot about money. Um, but something he says about money is that he because he talks about budgeting. He says budgeting is like the most important thing when you're talking about money. So he says that budgeting is the act of assigning money a destination before you get it so that when you get the money you know exactly what your money is going to be spent on because when you don't know what your money is going to be spent on that's when it disappears and i think time is very similar in that aspect is that if you don't figure out what you're going to be spending your time on at the beginning of the day then your whole day is just going to disappear and you will not know what happened with it mm-hmm. like, what did i do today so I yeah. think I think it's it's like that whole it's an intentionality thing. Like you have to wake up every day and be intentional with your day and say what am I what do I have to get done today? And like and then if I get these things done, what else would I like to do today? You know, and obviously like playing video games could be one of those things like you like to do at the end of the day. And then like maybe a couple days a week you say, "Okay, you know what? I'm just going to play video games today. That's the thing that I have to do." because you don't want to you don't want to make yourself miserable working all the time and it's fine to not work all the time I definitely don't this week all I did was play video games (laughs) because I didn't have a whole lot else on my to-do list so I said you know what I can afford this week to play some video games Mm -hmm. and I'm glad because it helps me hit that reset button so so I I'm I I can see like what you mean about the whole the time just disappears and and that's why i push so hard for things like asana is because i'm i'm the same way yeah i should probably start using it i should probably sync it with my google or my phone and then i'll have to also um put it up onto my desktop and kind of just leave it open Mm -hmm. all that's that's what i i have to because if it's not readily available then i won't use it and and sometimes like at work what i do is I keep a post-it notes by me at work and a lot of times what I'll do is I'll write down on the post-it note like in the moment just because it's quick and it takes me 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and then within the next five minutes 10 minutes I'll end up putting it into a sign or maybe an hour or two but I'll like I'll write it on the post-it note just to get it on paper and then I'll like stick it on my monitor so it's in my way so I know to put it up somewhere more permanent Mm-hmm. you know just so that it's like it's there yeah. because once like just the act of writing it down already helps you remember it because it's all about the intentionality and not just waking up and like letting things flow so then do you think like there are some other issues other than the forgetfulness that that or even even if we stay on forgetfulness, you know, how is are there ways that I can help you with that? Probably asking me. I mean, it'd probably get annoying, but at least me, maybe at least for like the first few weeks until you get like a flow yeah, or something. Ask me, did you um, did you start this? Um, did you get at least fifty percent of this done or something like that? And yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be like the micromanaging person. Yeah, I know, but you might have to be to be for at least a little bit of time to get right. going. 
Right. So, because that's what I, I told my bosses, like when I was interviewing for the job, you know, it's a common thing for them to like ask your biggest weakness. And I told them like my biggest weakness is like, I'm a naturally disorganized person. Yeah. And like, I have accounted for that by going so much in the opposite direction because I have to be super organized. And, and that means they don't have to micromanage me because I have, like I set my own deadlines mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to get this done by the end of the day. Yeah. So if it's something that will help you, I'd be happy to do that, but I don't want to do that. If you do think it's going to be annoying, I'd love to find some other way that's going to bring a healthy balance to the, the conversation. And it's a hard one because it's like, what other options are there besides, you know, micromanaging? Like, how else do you tackle that situation? He's putting stuff in his car. That's the, I really don't know. That's kind of a hard thing to think about because I, yeah, I don't really want it to be annoying, but if you have to be, do it at first until I get going at it because then once at the point, once it's the point, I don't want to be bugged about it. So then I'll keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. What about, what if we could talk about like maybe there's a way we could do it that makes it not as annoying. Like maybe there's a situation like instead of me, you know, instead of saying you have a whole ton of stuff to do, this week like maybe instead of for you doing it per week we could just take it on a day-by-day basis and like what if every day i just gave you one thing to work on and even if you don't get that thing done you just have to work on it yeah at least work on it yeah yeah to to get a certain percentage of it done and then at some point it will be done Right. Because, like, the whole point is just to get you, I think, in a flow of doing the work. And, like, once you kind of develop some patterns and you figure out your own methods to doing it, like, the rest of that will come more naturally. Also, there has been a lot of times where I've had problems where um, it cuts my motivation down. Because I get get into the motivation of doing something. All the time. And then... You encounter like some roadblock and it just ticks you off and you're like, I don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah, okay, one thing, I did that with the Mountain Dew video. I Same. Worked on, I worked on it. A I was gonna, I was gonna bring up that video. <laughs> I was working on it. For a, I was, I was getting, I was about one fourth of it getting it edited, and then uh, Premiere started having a ton of problems mm-hmm. and it started just crashing. I've restarted my computer multiple times. I'm just like, what is going on with Premiere right now? I haven't had this problem yeah. until now. Until today. Yeah, and then... Um, and then you put up with it a couple times, and you're just like... Yes. Oh, yeah. my Lord, this is ridiculous. I can't get anything done. So I, I just said, screw it. I shut it off. <laughs> well, <laughs> I haven't touched for it me, <laughs> For me, with that same video, is that I, I got that video, and I edited that video for you guys... You've obviously never seen it because it's not posted. We haven't edited it yet. Uh, it's an hour-long uh, single clip. It's an hour-long of footage, and we have to cut it down to like 16 minutes. And it's got to be funny, so it's got to have some real fast cuts and a lot of zooms and stuff. Takes a while. 
to cut that much footage down. It does. So I, I did. I had it cut. I had it all on there. I didn't have yeah. it all saved, but I had it all cut up. Yeah. And to like, okay, here's this pop. Here's this pop. Okay. Yeah. Once I got all the pops cut up, then I started cutting up other parts throughout that pop. Yeah. And then put that in a section. Yeah. Put the other part in a section. Yeah. And once I started just having issues, I don't know if it's because I had it all cut up with that giant hour long piece in there. Mm-hmm. It started screwing up. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, I, got, I just got so mad I shut it off. I started editing that same video, and I got half an hour of the thing done. Like, I got literally halfway through it. Mm-hmm. And then something happened. I don't remember in particular what, but I lost the entire project, everything I had done up to that point. I've also had... I've I've also had... Um, I, w- I, I worked on the Florida video once, mm-hmm. and I got about halfway through. And this was, like, actually kind of right after it happened right after i went to florida i started working on it yeah and i had a hard drive issue hard drive died stuff like that and that happens i've had that happen and i i lost all progress luckily i still had the footage on the sd cards Mm -hmm. and now i didn't format them so i took them all this is at the time when i had a 500 gig hard drive as my main not as my main but as my editing drive no like your storage. storage yeah and then a 128 gig ssd yeah. for my main os this is a while ago now i have a few a few three terabytes of 512 ssd whatever else but i people uh, are listening they're like what are you talking about but at the time <laughs> but at the time um i that just made me so mad yeah I, and i, I get was it. done i have been there <laughs> so many times and, and like I'm guilty of it because like that's a reason that you were editing the Mountain Dew video. Yes. The audio probably just sounded horrible. We'll have to re-say that. That's the reason why I had you guys <laughs> editing the Mountain Dew video. I'm trying to dry out my back because it's sweating on this back. Because I was so ticked off that that had happened. I just didn't want to touch the video anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing is, is like stuff like that will happen. I mean, it's inevitable that there's going to be cases where Premiere crashes and we lose stuff. Obviously, we want to mitigate that as much as possible, and that's a whole different conversation that we can have another day. But stuff like that does happen. Like, bad things do happen, and they obviously kill our motivation. But the, the bottom line is that while, while it's okay on a Mountain Dew video, because it's just a YouTube video and YouTube is something we do for fun, there are plenty of stuff that we do. We don't have that option. Mm-hmm. And it's got to get done either way. So how do we, how can I help you stay motivated during those times? Like when I have a problem? Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's kind of hard to get remotivated. It is absolutely hard to get remotivated. Um, and I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll tell you straight up, I do not know. Because once I get to that point where I'm just peeved so much and I'm just like you know what screw it I'm done for today <laughs> I don't I, I just don't have the motivation not to work on it anymore mm-hmm. but if there is a way to help it to get just you know what I'm gonna go back mm-hmm. let's try it again but it also kind of runs into a big problem when Premiere itself what is that is it still going yeah these are my notes oh when Premiere <laughs> When Premiere um, has its own problems and it yeah. doesn't want to stay up 
on your computer. Yeah. That's when you actually you actually physically can't work on it because the computer yeah. won't let you or yeah. Premiere won't let you. Yeah. And I so. and I get it. Um, and it's big a been a big point of contention for me because that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is <laughs> because like we're and this is probably a, a whole podcast in itself. We could talk about Adobe Premiere for hours. Um, but we're heavily ingrained in Premiere because our workflow revolves so much about some around some Premiere specific features. Yes, that and using things with um, Premiere that go with After Effects with, right. certain, with certain things. So it kind of so it kind of a lot of the time locks us into Premiere, and and I have DaVinci Resolve, which is a very good editing program for some simple editing but for our workflow doesn't really work and then final cut which i've tried and i just generally don't like me either um so like we're kind of stuck with premiere which is the biggest bummer because premiere's number one issue is not its features not its workflow like that stuff is excellent its biggest issue is just the reliability and so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. That it's, it's like it's not our computers. I know my computer can definitely run it. Yeah. It'll do it perfectly fine. Jared's does the same thing. I mean, it has its problems. Yeah. Well, it's just Premiere is just so kind of unreliable in certain ways. Well, where we just can't vi uh, visit uh, do certain things, do certain videos yeah. and stuff like that. So, so the thing is, is like. Um, where I, I'd kind of like to move in this is uh, I had brought up to you a couple weeks ago of, you know, I offered you some money. And this is kind of in retrospect because I've already done this now, but I was going to offer this to you the first time we tried to record this podcast because this is the third time we've tried to record it. Yeah, it is. Um, we had a lot of Wi-Fi issues last time. So. Yeah. Um, so basically how I wanted to talk to you was that I had shot a gig for my buddy Anuj. Mm -hmm. And it was for his sister. Mm -hmm. She had gotten engaged. So I went to like their family event and shot pictures. So I wanted to see if I could have you edit those pictures. Because okay. I wanted to get you getting some experience that in pictures, that. videos I can do. I've never really worked in pictures before. Right. So. And it, it'd be different. And so the reason I bring that up is because obviously that's a responsibility that like, say we're doing 20 weddings a year. And like I, I can't, photos. I personally just, it will not be feasible for me to sit all day, every day and edit pictures because I have to go to meetings and I have to do finances and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, I, I just, I would like to have someone else who has the skills and obviously it might not be your favorite thing. And hopefully we get to a point where we can just hire someone who does like to do that part and then they'll do 90% of it. But, you know, we're not at that level yet, so we have to find ways that we can enjoy doing it. And I personally do like a lot of aspects of editing pictures, a whole lot more than aspects of editing video. Mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to, to talk to you, have that conversation 
about maybe I did edit a few photos once in um, Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Lightroom's actually a, a one I like the most. Oh, Photoshop, I love Lightroom. I hate. I love Lightroom. I can't use Photoshop. Ninety nine percent of pictures I edit is Lightroom. Good because that's the way I'll go because Lightroom's easy to use. It plus it's it's very good. Plus Photoshop. I took a multimedia Photoshop class with in 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 high school and um, it's <laughs> I hate Photoshop. Some <laughs> things just that class made me hate it. So I don't want to go back to it. Well, so even for, even in that aspect, you know, you'll have to do Photoshop stuff at some eventually point, too. At some point, yeah. You know, so just like for me, like you know, that's why I wanted to start with the whole video editing part. But the underlying thing is like this whole motivation aspect because I want to be a person as a as the leader of the company that gives you everything you need to want to work on this stuff yeah to not not do it because i'm hanging over top of your head but do it because it's on your to-do list this week and you're like you know i want to do this so these parts have to get done and i'm going to do it so um you know what i might take up the offer do it how many pictures were there taken well i already edited those ones oh you did yeah i delivered to, to them thursday okay yeah, because the timing just didn't work in that particular that's situation. Right. Right. But, you know, and that's that's kind of like we do the whole YouTube stuff, which I think is great as far as practice goes. Because then it gives you the opportunity to learn how to edit videos without the whole client aspect of editing videos. Yeah. And pictures are kind of the same way. You can learn how to edit pictures by going out and taking pictures. <clears throat> So the difference between that is like we don't have that's, the client thing hanging over our head. That's what I did at um, we should do this again at some point. Might not be today or tomorrow. We can do it again some other time. But we could go out. We can dedicate one day when you come up or mm-hmm. I go up mm-hmm. down. Um, go out, take pictures. Go okay. places. We'll go a place, take pictures. Go to another place, take pictures. Go another place, right. take pictures. And then when we come back, if it's too late, we don't have to do it. But the next day or maybe the next time you come up, we edit. And I teach myself on also and also get the hang of editing pictures. And that can also help me mm-hmm. to get to the point where, all right, this is fun. I'd like to do this. Right. Or, yeah. And so, I'll become good at it, too. So then I like that idea, but I want to take it a step further a little bit okay because the the goal for me is to get you to a point to where even if i'm not here you'll go out and do that on your own that's and i want to find that motivation so that i can provide that for you mm -hmm. and give you what you need to do that and so i i try to do that in some aspects with I try to do that in some aspects with, um, like, I've let you borrow lenses and equipment and stuff. Um, because I want to I wanna provide you with the, the gear that you feel you need to do your job properly. And Linus Tech Tips was talking about this in the Wayne show. 
because he, uh, you know, he runs a successful YouTube channel with like 28 employees now. Mm-hmm. And so he said that his most expensive employee by far is Brandon, his lead cinematographer. Yeah. Because Brandon's equipment just costs so much. And Brandon's always wanting new equipment. And, but to Linus. Sounds like you. Yeah. You get a camera. <laughs> Sounds I like me. some more. Let's yeah. get, yeah. And now my eBay is just full of reds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so in that aspect, you know, Linus is like, he, Linus personally doesn't care that much about cameras. Like, it's not he's a tech nerd he's not a camera nerd he's learned a whole lot about cameras and he can he can talk about them for a good amount of the day because he knows a lot about them after working with them for so long but he doesn't ultimately he doesn't care whether or not he's shooting on a red 8k mm-hmm. that does not bother him at all but he buys those things because his employee wants them yeah um so so what I guess I mean with that is like in that same aspect, if there is something that uh, obviously I can't buy you a red, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but if there is, <laughs> if there is something that I can provide to you that will help you or make you want to do those things, I would like to do that. You know, even monetarily, non-monetarily, whatever. Um, you know, it's it's like Linus calls it like investing in employees, and I believe in that. Mm-hmm. Is that you should invest in the people that are are doing work for you. So, like, you know, I want to figure out, you know, what are some ways that I can come alongside you to make you want to go out, even on your own, and like try new things and 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 learn new things that, you know, maybe outside of our only when we get a client that's paying for it that'll make you want to do that. And that's kind of what we try to do with the whole YouTube thing, is what I'm saying. Um, but only to so much success. Yeah. So how can we take that even further and like and like make this a whole productive thing? Ben's downloading Asana on his phone right now. <laughs> um, so how can we make that like, take it a step further and like go from the client, like only when a client's paying for it to like, making you want to do this even on your own time when it's not when there's no money involved you mean you mean kind of what i brought up was like you coming up and then yeah taking pictures yeah like that but like without me even uh, well, in it i just like being with somebody that's a lot better than me at certain things to kind of oh i absolutely do through, too coach me through absolutely do too but I guess also it would help to do it myself to kind of bring in my own tips and my own ways of doing things. I don't have to do it just for how you do it or right. reasons or stuff like that. Right. So. And I, I know you have the skill. For me, it's all about the motivation yeah. and providing you with the things, with, with the things or the environment or whatever as a leader that, that will make you best perform in that aspect. That will make you the most the most independent because obviously it's a whole there's a team aspect to this absolutely and i want as a team to be strong but as a team to be strong the best way to make a strong team is to make indiv- each individual person strong 
Mm-hmm. So I want to provide you with the things that will make you perform strongest on your own so that when we come together as a team, it's like 10 times better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just want I wanted to kind of throw that in, in your head and, and kind of see, you know, if there's anything that immediately stands out to you that you think you would like, that would, that would make you say, okay, you know what, on my own time, I would love to go out and play around with this thing. Mm-hmm. Which I, I almost did the other day and then I forgot, I didn't have very much money for gas, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my paycheck, so I definitely should. Plus, just looking at my camera gets me the motivation. It's sitting in its case right now, so I'm not looking at it. But sometimes if it's on my desk, I look at it. I'm just like, I want to do something. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> so, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty good attitude to have. Yeah. Um, so something I had proposed to like Nick and Ryan a couple years back was like the concept of like every day they get out and take one picture. And it was like just the whole, it was like an exercise thing. Mm-hmm. Just to try and get out one day and take every picture. And I don't know if that's the right approach, specifically. I know it wasn't for Nick, because I know he didn't do that. Neither of them did. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't think it's necessarily the right approach, because obviously it didn't work. But but the concept was that it's supposed to exercise your creativity, and it's something that you do on your own. Um, because the ra- reality of the situation for me is that, you know, Right now we're in two different cities. We don't have an office and 90% of the work I'm doing, I'm doing on my own. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not always going to be the situation where we're both working together on everything because there's stuff that we have to do individually. So it's, it's helping us find this individual motivation, uh, within us all that helps us do that. And I, I kind of, again, I think we relate on a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. because I know how you feel. Because, like, I love filming, but I hate filming in my apartment. Yes. Because I loved filming when we were at the house in Heritage. Filming there because there's two people and there's all this space. And for me, like, that got my juices flowing. Like, that's That's what gave me. My room. Uh, it's a big room, but I wish it was bigger because I wish I can have more stuff and more space, though, too. So then I could um, do a lot more in there. I just I I'm not most keenest person on filming, uh, showing my stuff. And what if my room was dirty? That'd make have make me clean my room and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's just i don't know i do do it but i like i do like filming i do kind of like filming in my room though too but there's a lot other things i like doing a lot better than that right especially at heritage or maybe outside or something yeah so i get what you're saying because like to me it's just the whole aspect of like just having another person there, even just to talk to while that, you're doing it. That and makes it your so space much too, enjoyable. Your space. And then the space thing is the other half of it for yes. me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is just having the space. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be able to set up a tripod without having to move furniture. 
Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> or having furniture in the way that yeah. you don't want to move because it has stuff under it. Or yeah. It just screw everything else up. So those are two things. They're big points of contention for me. Um, but that's, that's kind of coming from my personal p- space. And so for me, the things that I want to attack that, uh, before I get into that, I'll, I'll bring up a third thing for me. I'm, I'm a distracted kind of person. I get distracted very easily. So, do I. <laughs> um, so a big problem for me is that my <clears throat> office is also my personal space in our apartment. So I play video games on the same computer that I edit on. And I surf Facebook on the same computer that I play video games on. It's all the same yep, that's it's me. all the same stuff. So, you know, Except where every once in a while I go to my Dell XPS. Right. Which I, I might actually make a video on. So for me, what happens a lot of times is I'll end up spending a whole lot of time in my office not working. And I've noticed when I go to work, that's that's me. When I'm I get to work, room. I'm kind of in a zone where I spend a not all the time at work I'm working, but I spend a very high percentage of the time at work actually working. So yeah. And I yeah. think I think a large part of that for me is the whole mental aspect of I'm going to an office. Yeah. Or I'm going to work, I'm doing my job at my work. I work here. And so at yeah, the so. office I don't have video games to distract me. I don't log into my Facebook at work because yeah, I'm working. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's, and, that's, and that's combined with the whole team thing and the space thing is why I want to build an office. Not yes. because we need one, not because and our studio, level. Because yeah. also um, in the editing studio. So like that room will be just for editing. That one room will be for, it won't have, games and or anything else on that computer right you'll be editing software you'll be editing the videos you'll have maybe the server in there or in a different closet next to mm-hmm. it having all the footage and everything on it and that'll be a big motivation to get it get your stuff done because then you're actually in the space of doing that work and space for doing that work i mean okay. and then when you're in your house or in your room with your gaming pc or slash surfing the web pc or whatever like that um you you do that instead right yeah so so for me that's why like even though the level of work we're doing right now doesn't necessitate that we have a a studio or an office Mm -hmm. i want one because the mental aspect for me put i think will put me in a zone to where i'll be most productive yes exactly even if even if it's an investment for me to do that i want to do that so that's that's my personal thing and that's why i'm working towards this goal but you know i want to find that thing for you so that we can also do it for you to put you in a best position to where next week you'll feel like you're ready to go to work on something new. And however I can provide that, I would like to do it. Mm-hmm. So one thing I thought about is some smaller stuff like you know one of your big points of contention right now was like you don't have a flip out screen on your camera i hate that i wish i had one you wish you had <laughs> it makes one makes me so mad um because once i i get to a camera that does have it 
you start using it, and it's like, God, this is so much better. <laughs> and then you get to the point where he's like, man, I want to, I want one now because once you start using one with it, it's it's a lot better. So, so, and I, this is where the honesty thing comes in. Um, because I want you to be real with me. If, if say like I were to buy you a camera monitor. Okay. Would it actually be something that would make you want to make videos more? Or would it just be like a nice thing? Like, Oh, it's nice to have, but it's honestly not going to make me work anymore. It would actually help me work more because I have a lot of problems thinking. Um, I had a lot of problems where I'd be filming something and I'd think I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I'm doing the whole video, get done. I get to editing. It is crap because it's all out of focus mm -hmm. and I'm not looking at the screen because it's not a flip out screen. So yeah. I just, I just don't refilm it again. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do it. And again. I used to and be I, that way. And, and that's, that was, I, I encountered my first situation like that, uh, where I had to attack that mentality head on a couple weeks ago Yes. because I went to film the what's in my bag video, mm -hmm. uh, which we filmed together. I had filmed it once by myself, uh, screwed that up. Then we filmed it together and audio. then audio didn't we didn't have audio. <laughs> so I had to film it a third time. <laughs> And, and the third time around, like, you really don't want to film that crap again. Yeah. Like, and so I get what you're saying. Before, I would have just not done it. I would have said, screw it, and said, forget it. But for me, it was all about attacking that mentality. And it was like, you know what? Even though I don't want to do this, I have to do this because I know it's going to be good for my mindset just to do it. Uh-huh. And it's going to be a good exercise of willpower just to do this. So, you know, I, I get what you're saying. And, and the thing is, is like, I think that's something that as a team, we have to kind of attack. We have to figure out a solution for that because, you know, the whole what? getting angry and just saying, screw it mentality. We can't keep up <laughs> as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Especially if, if YouTube does become a larger part of our income. I also and like, wish I had a, a Zoom. Uh, like an audio recorder? Dance cam or something like that. That would just be any kind awesome. Of like, just so you can record Yeah, I have separately. that crappy RCA one that doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. so. And you had to have cer uh, certain software to get it unloaded. And it was, yeah, it just that was how my, sound good anyway. That was how my older Sony one was before I got my current Sony one. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. That, so if you feel those things, and that's the kind of things I want to talk about is, you know, obviously I can't buy you whole cameras because we just don't have that kind of money. Um, but if there is small stuff that, you know, we could buy that would mo motivate you or put you in a better position to be more creative or be more productive, I would like to, help with those things yeah. and so then then even from that uh you know i want to talk kind of larger scale take a step back uh because the, that stuff's all kind of directly related to productivity is tools that actually help you work mm -hmm. um but then taking a step back we look at office culture and like you know as a business owner 
you want to provide a place that you're the people working with you are happy and so obviously uh you know we want to be a place that's kind of fun um but we also want to maximize like the productivity so you know i want i want to figure out like if you envision you know some things that would maybe make work as one up creative like make like imagine going into an office and even we'll say our the office we're currently working towards the 24 by 24 garage is basically what it would be mm-hmm. like imagine imagine you're walking into that building for 4 hours every evening i like these they're nice <laughs> You're walking into that building for four hours every evening, right? Yes. And so you walk into that building, you know, what are some things that you would like to see outside of just tools that would make that a place that you want to go to? Wait a minute. Like, if I were to walk in to our studio... Yeah. Would I... Well, what would what would be things outside of just the tools, the tools that would make it a healthy environment for you, and like make you happy to be in there, you know? Because like the stuff that's in there, basically, I'd like to see it clean. <laughs> clean, it's <laughs> the, nice. The way yeah. the way it's laid out, things that some some things that just laid out weird. I don't like. I don't know how I am. It just like puts but, you in like a funk. You're like, yes, it throws you or, off. I don't want it to be claustrophobic either. Yeah. Once it's claustrophobic, I hate it. Yeah. And um, also just just <clears throat> the computers or just how. Um, yeah. The so computers are like. I want the computers to look nice. Yes, I want. I want computers. computers in there. I want to work on them. Um. Okay. So like, kind of throw it. A little further out so you you say like when you walk in like how like just the stuff that's in there let's get it let's get into detail um, so I'll bring in you know something very relevant to me because it's one of the things that I thought would be really cool is Gary Vaynerchuk who's an entrepreneur in New York City he has an office there with a few hundred employees mm-hmm. and one of his employees did a video like a day in the life of what it's like to work for for Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. So uh, his this video, this guy walks into the Gary Vaynerchuk offices, and Gary Vaynerchuk in, had when they designed the office, he had a beer tap installed and a coffee tap installed into the building. So they have beer and coffee on tap <laughs> all times during the day. And any time wow. you can walk over, grab yourself a glass of beer and drink while you're at work. That's pretty funny. And to me, that was such a strange idea that they would do put it on tap. I'm like, I don't even drink at all. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to do that. But you know other people would. I wanted to do it just because of the statement of like, you know, something that a lot of people would tell you you can't do while you're at work. I'll tell you, you know what? I trust you enough that you're not going to get plastered drunk at work and you're still going to do a good job. Yeah. And if you want to have a glass of beer, that's fine. And so I didn't even know it when I started at my current position at where I work now. But I got there 
And on my first day, like after I had gotten hired, my first day they were doing our orientation and they take us into the kitchen and they have a beer tap installed. They have beer on tap. And it's a huge part of the work culture there. And so like to me, that was just that affirmation that like that was the environment I wanted to be in. And what's crazy is that they have a beer tap. People only drink from it on Fridays. Hmm. You can drink from it whenever you want, but even provided free beer at any time of the day, nobody uses it. Because it's, it's just the concept of that I can have it, not that I need it, that, that helps bring you in on that culture. And another part of it to me is that I've always said I wanted to have a pop refrigerator in our office. Yes. Because obviously if you guys have watched a couple of our YouTube videos, like we try a lot of pop. It's something I love. I love trying different flavors and all this stuff. And so I've always wanted to have that in our office where I just kept some really cool, unique kinds of drinks, you know, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, whatever, just for people to, to hang out and try it for us to drink throughout the week. And so, you know, that was something like I want to work into our budget is like some money to buy pop for the office. Mm-hmm even though it's not something that directly impacts our productivity. I just think as far as the feel of the office, something I want. Yeah. So I guess when, when you say the stuff in the office, even maybe stuff outside of the office, um, what are some things that you think about specifically, uh, that like you would just say like, Oh, that would make this a real cool place to work. The, and it doesn't have to be physical things either. It does not have to be a refrigerator. <laughs> like, it could be experiences. Way, uh, uh, how a lot of people are. Like, how... How the... Um, like the, trying to fit the atmosphere. That, that's, the, that's culture. That's what yeah. it, they call it in okay, the workplace. Okay, but like, culture. no, but people... But the people who work there, as long yeah. as they're really nice to you, they're straight up. They're they're not bull crapping you. They're not. Um, mm-hmm. They're not rude. They're not. Mm-hmm. You know. So that would also work. I mean, if you look that, at that though, but also, um, like I don't know. I always thought it was cool that you know how Google is. Yeah. If you want to take a break. They got their break room. They yeah. got all kinds of stuff Absolutely. in that break room. Yes. Or all kinds of stuff. Very leniency too. But yeah. like you still have to get your work done. Right. Like and that. it's it's that's the whole very and I wanna I wanna make not necessarily that particular, but a very yeah, similar yeah. environment yeah. where, you know, we individually we all know what we have to get done. Mm-hmm. And and I want to create an environment where <clears throat> if you don't show up until noon, that's fine. Because yeah. I know that you'll stay until 8 p.m. to get your work done. And obviously not every person performs well in that environment. But I want to create an environment 
for people who do perform well in that environment that they have that freedom. And that's something that at our at my where I work is we have that kind of culture um, to a pretty solid extent, not completely, um, but like we don't have a set time that we have to show up to work. Uh, I I could show up at eleven a.m. if I wanted to. Yeah. But the thing is, is kind of like the whole beer thing, is that even though I can show up whenever I want to, I show up at eight every day. Sometimes it's eight oh five. Sometimes it's eight ten. But I show up the same time every day. Yeah. Just depending on traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like because that's what's working for me. And some people they don't show up till nine thirty, and that's what works for them. So, you know, I just want, I want to create an environment where you perform your best. And that's what kind of why I'm prying into this towards the end of the podcast here is because I want to figure out those things that maybe as, as the office and as the company grows, I can kind of sculpt into helping you form an environment where you're most productive and, and that puts you under the least stress. Mm -hmm. So things to think about um which you're welcome to chime in and add anything that you've thought about i would love to do like i've thought about doing movie nights that would be cool where like we see movies or doing like fridays like i buy food for the office um jimmy johns <laughs> we could buy jimmy johns yeah absolutely <laughs> um i like a good old gargantuan you know uh, things like the, the camping trip. Obviously, in the past, the camping trip has been funded. Like each person pays their own part. Uh, but it would be cool, I think, to, to get to a point to where the camping trip's completely funded by the company. Yeah. And and you know, you just kind of you come along, and everything's paid for. I think that'd be a cool experience. And. I wanted to get your thoughts on like if you think those are good ideas to kind of put you in your best creative productive yeah. mood or if you have any other stuff that you think about like ping pong table hmm. maybe more that's a more Ryan thing than you that's were. a that's a Ryan <laughs> thing but no I was just bringing up an example there I was saying you know how Google is yeah they have this and this and this yeah. and, um I don't know what else I can bring up. Um, what is the name of this podcast? <laughs> the Shoreline Podcast, Ben. Come on, no, man. No, 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 no. This podcast itself. Oh, this podcast is just how can we get you to be more productive? Oh, okay. Alrighty. Because that's what the whole podcast is about, is to help for, for you to give me all the information I need as a leader to help you. And to put you in a position to where you're most ready and happy to do some work, you know. And and so we've gone through like the office environment, and we've gone through specific tasks and and time management. And I'm just trying to get some ideas how, as a leader, you know, I can put you in a position to where you're doing your best work. Yeah, and, and you're working where you're comfortable but you're working reliably and productively and not you know saying I'm working five hours but really sitting on your phone yeah because it's like if you're if you're sitting on your phone it's fine it's just when you're working I want you to actually be working Mm -hmm. 
and not saying you're working. Like anything else? Are you just saying anything else I want to chime into this before? Yeah, yeah. I think as we wrap this up, like, you know, we kind of ended it on the office environment thing, like things you want to add to the office culture. Uh, But, you know, at this stage, we could add anything at all, like that I could do as the leader of the company to make it a better place for you. And let's let's even boil it down further. Let's find one step. We'll start with one step. One thing that I can do to make it, to make this better for you. Think of it like an office review. A company review for me. As your boss, tell me what I am the worst at and I'll start <laughs> there. I'll start there. I'll make that thing better. I don't know what you're the worst at. The worst at in regards to you. Don't tell me I'm really terrible at keeping my pants zipped up. Because zipper comes down sometimes. I'm sorry. I, uh, okay. That's not a weird. Not you like, have a lot of holes in your socks. I do have a lot of holes in my <laughs> socks. <laughs> I but, pointed out, that out to him earlier. as a giant hole just waiting to happen. Yes. Half the but fabric's I mean, gone. I mean, in regards as being a leader of the company, what's something that I can do that will make you better off? I don't know right now. Right now, I don't know. Maybe this could come in a later podcast. Right now, I really don't know. Maybe I need some time to think on it. Yeah, something like that. Okay, that's that's fine. I just, like, the whole point of this podcast is that it's a conversation and we're supposed to, uh, you know, kind of, like, I wanted to talk about something that I think was a little more important and, and you know, I want to like, grow as a leader of the team so I just want to bring up and try to boil down some of these things to see if there's anything I could do. I don't know if something you can do, but I remember the one time that, well, Nick got really upset at with yeah. everything. And I think that'll be something we, we probably should talk about that in another podcast. Because okay. I don't want to, I don't want to get like into drama and all that yeah. stuff. Obviously, it's something that has shaped the company in a large way. So it will come up in some form or another, but I don't want to just like start telling these kinds of stories as if it's just like casual stuff, because I think that's a whole topic in itself that we should probably explore. I don't, I, I want to use that kind of as like an inflection point as we wrap up here. Um, Cause I think that's a whole separate topic, mm-hmm. but kind of reflecting on that, uh, you know, and I've talked about this with you extensively and with Ryan pretty extensively is that, you know, I, I use that these that time period as a point for me to where, you know, I've always wanted to be a good leader, but it was it was that time where I realized that I wasn't doing it right. And I always kind of knew that I wasn't doing it right. And I always like had kind of said, like, if you guys have a problem, let me know and I'll try to do better on it. But like, obviously, that's not what happened. I was doing something wrong. Yeah. And so I don't want to be that person anymore. So going forward, the whole point of like these conversations is not about, you know, and that's why I was trying to tread so carefully with my words, because it's not about how much work you're doing in the company It's about how can I better be a better leader for you? Yeah. And, 
and because I don't want to be the same person that I was then anymore. And I want to, I want to keep an open conversation so that if you, if you think there is something that I'm doing poorly, like I want to be open to that criticism. And even if it's not poorly, if there's just something I can do better on, like, yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about it some more, and maybe, maybe the couple podcasts from now, we'll have an answer to it. We'll be able to come back to this topic and uh, have some actual actionable steps that we're taking towards uh, bringing you in so- on some more responsibilities and how I can make you more productive, but not forcefully make you want to be more productive. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So if you don't have anything else to add last minute here, then I guess we'll wrap this one up. Um, And we'll conclude it. Guys, this has been the Shoreline Podcast, the podcast where we talk about business and entrepreneurship here in Northern Ohio. Sock taco. Sock taco. He has handed me a rolled up sock. (laughs) Um, Last minute here, my name is Jared. And I am Ben. And again, this has been the Shoreline Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And yeah. Adios.